some kind of misunderstanding here. What? Well, you're American, okay? Okay. What kind of American are you? You don't know? Okay, guys, here we go. Next seminar up February 9th through the 11th, then April 12th through the 14th, and June 7th through the 9th. Coach's workshop going on February 3rd on Long Island. This covers the methods and principles of starting strength and getting stronger with barbells. Geared towards personal trainers and fitness instructors. Also open to anyone that just wants to get better at coaching. And there is a discount available for folks that are active trainers. So check out the link for more details. Self-sufficient lifter camp January 13th in Wichita Falls with a few spots left. And May 18th in Omaha at Testify Strength and Conditioning. Just re-added our lift shoot fight camp. May 18th and 19th, that'll be in Wichita Falls, covering all the lifts, some combatives, and some basic pistol work. Press and Bench Press Camp, January 20th on Long Island. Deadlift and Power Clean Camp, January 27th in Indianapolis, Strong Strength Indianapolis. And just added a Squat and Deadlift Camp to the mix, March 9th in Cincinnati at Starting Strength Cincinnati. And finally, our new Rehab Injury and Pain Management Camp that covers how to deal with chronic pain and rehabbing injuries using variations of the barbell lifts. That's February 3rd in Chicago at Starting Strength Chicago with Dr. Morris and Nick Delgadillo. If you've ever thought about becoming a Starting Strength coach, there are a few avenues available to you. One of those is the online coaches prep course. If you go over to the coaching tab on startingstrength.com and check out the coaching development section, you can see the details of the prep course, but basically it's a self-paced course where you get paired with a Starting Strength coach mentor turn in some written assignments, some video coaching assignments, get feedback on those as you go, and help to hone your eye in becoming a better coach. This is open to anyone and everyone that just wants to learn to become a better coach and will allow you to work at the opportunity to become a starting strength coach, either working independently or at a starting strength gym. And as usual, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to starringstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, Starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. All of you happy people. Here we are after Christmas. All of that shit's over with now. All the wrapping paper's been thrown away and the you haven't hauled the tree off yet, but that's you know, that's this weekend. And uh, uh I guess what we'll do, uh since we said we were going to, is uh, talk to you on the phone. Uh, we're going to do a call-in Q&A. Here's my standard explanation of the Q&As. All right, we have two forms of Q&A, the paper Q&A, where we have what looks like this laying on the desk. This is not. This is comments from the haters. But the paper Q&A looks similar in that it is 8.5 by 11 pieces of paper with your emailed in comments printed out for me to read, try to somehow understand and provide you with an answer. All right. Today, we're going to talk to you on the phone. And when we talk to you on the phone, you're going you're gonna to be talking to me and everybody else is listening to this. So you're going to have to try to, you know, phrase your questions in a in an understandable way so that we make the most out of the time we get to spend with you. All right. 
So those are the two forms of Q&A. We're doing the second form today, the call-in Q&A. Is that enough explanation of that? Yeah, I think it's good. You think it's all right. Now, this this is amazing, it really is. Comments from the haters. And this is this is quite a quite a bunch of vitriol here. Like the first one. Rusty is one of the stupidest people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> now is that really necessary? <coughs> is that necessary? I mean, you know, making fun of Rusty for being one of the stupidest people in the world. Let's say he is one of the stupidest people in the world. Let's just say that that's true. Is it right to make fun of that? That's almost like racism. Yeah, we shouldn't have laughed. You shouldn't laugh at that. That's yeah. that's hurtful. It's rude. And it just, you know, don't, don't, don't do that. All right. All right. Why does Rip sound so damn constipated when he talks? <laughs> Take a dump, man. Push a big loaf before the show. I'm sorry. Pinch a big loaf for the show. I have. Why would you? Why would you think that I would not shit before? Well, I he said you're constipated, but I'm not constipated. That's what the haters. How said. do you sound when you're constipated? How does a person who's constipated sound? Oh well, I don't do know. Do you know? Apparently, I don't either. But <laughs> this guy this does. Guy does. Yeah. This guy is apparently some kind of the digestive specialist of some sort. All right. All right, and this is a hateful remark here about optimizing your driving position from Will Morris. And this guy says, can you make a tutorial on how to make a sandwich next? Or maybe wipe your ass optimally? <laughs> <laughs> That's awfully dismissive, don't you think? Now, was there nothing of any value in that video at all? Not to that guy. Apparently not. All right. Okay, and here's a recurring theme here that I've looked at some of these things. Every single starting strength person is morbidly obese. Is there anyone who legitimately got jacked doing the program? No. Not one. Not one. Not a one. Not a single one. I don't know if this guy knows what jacked means. Yeah. 150 pounds with ripped abs. That's right. 150 pounds of squatting 185 but ripped abs but abs man four sets Talking of eight about abs <laughs> all right uh again oh it's the same guy dark slayer 7131 is keeps making these hateful remarks this is the first starting strength coach that is not obese hmm. he probably isn't doing the program that's stuck using non-standard plates. What's that video? Stuck using non-standard plates. Oh, that must be Zohar's video. Yeah, he's not doing the... We could fire him. Mm -hmm. Take his credential. He's not obese. Somebody get on the phone with Zohar right he's in now Israel. and Can't find out what he had for breakfast. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'll send him a message. Send him a, send him a message. All right. Here's one. Uh, 
that says ergonomics and daily habits starting strength network reviews what is that about ergonomics oh, and daily, ergonomics yeah, was... and daily habits. a guy with poor <laughs> posture explains how to have good posture. that's will he's talking about will <laughs> said about ergonomics and daily habits. Will has bad posture. From the fucking video. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's... <laughs> <sighs> All right. Here's God. one that says, yikes. Bring more hip activation, but the lumbar spine is also feeling the whole load while you do a good morning. What? Because God only knows that the lumbar spine should never be exposed to load. Not once. Because we don't want it to get stronger, too. No, 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 no. All right. Once again, same guy, Dark Slayer. This guy's got some serious fucking problems here. Starting strength is basically a glorified fat acceptance movement. Literally everyone, literally everyone, that's what it says right here, Involved is fat and eats nonsense. And their main demographic is fat and old people. Mm. I want to look more like my starting strength coach, said no one ever. (laughs) All it does is it tries to convince fat people it's okay to be fat as long as they can squat a bunch of weight (coughs) But guess what? You're still fat, and you look like a pile of trash. Mm. <laughs> At least we get people strong, though. That's, that's not good. that's not important. That's not important. That's not important. You don't understand. I wonder how old that guy is. He's got a lot He's of time. Like to, nineteen or some shit. He's really mad at you. Apparently, he is. Well, you know, if it means anything, I'm really mad at him too. So. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the content. Thanks for cluttering up our comments from from the haters with your silly bullshit. All right. All right. Now, as promised, we're going to talk to you, our call-in audience here on Starting Strength Radio. Phone number is 1-800. I'm sorry, not 1-800. No, no, no. No, it's not the 90s anymore. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no Scratch got, that. We've got new prefixes. It's 1-855. 855 is the new 1-800. 490. 490-0125. 0-1-2-5. That's the same one we always use. It sure it? is, Rip. It's pretty good, man. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So write that down so you have it on your ice box, right? Or your refrigerator, whatever you want to call it. All right. You ready to take a call? I'm ready. Okay. Look at me. Look how ready I am. Here we go. All right. Hello. Hello. How are you, dear? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. You know, here um, it is three in the afternoon. Really it's a Thursday. Bye. And I'm fine, you know. I'm fine. I've had That's a little good. caffeine and, you know, everything's kind of oiled and smoothly functioning. How are you today? I'm doing really good. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to set up these live Q&As. Oh, good, man. Um, I got a good one does. for you today. I'm glad somebody does. That's true. Now, what do you got? I do. 
Okay, I got a good one. All right. So I am uh, 32. Mm-hmm. I'm 5'2", mm-hmm. um, about 165 pounds. Right. And I did your novice program. My husband got me into it for about um, six months, and then we got married. So I took two months off because I wasn't at home anymore. And I recently found out that I am five weeks pregnant with a compromised abdominal wall and wanted to get your opinion on starting the program again. All right. Tell me about your compromised abdominal wall. What does that actually mean? Okay. So um, I was born, it's called with an infallible. Um, So what that means is when I was developing in utero, your um, abdominal organs actually go up into the umbilical cord. They finish developing and they come back down. So mine did not come back down. Instead, it formed like a little stack in the umbilical cord. So I looked like a pregnant baby mm-hmm. when I was born. Right. And then the surgeons did, I don't know, seven, eight surgeries to basically stuff all my guts in. And they're not in the normal place of where they're supposed to be, how yours are. They're just where they fit. Right. Um, so because of that, uh, a, everything's not where it's supposed to be. I have a ton of scar tissue, and then I have a scar from my breastbone straight down to my pubic bone. All right. Do Have you had any medical complications as a result of this malformation? Uh, yes. I get, um, I get intestinal blockages every mm. so often. Right. And how are those results? And that's about um, either time and I can sit at home or I have to get admitted to the hospital, get an NG tube, pain medication, and then usually within three to four days it resolves itself. I haven't had to have surgery to fix one since I was three. How often are you getting these? Um, maybe once every three to five years. Once every three to five years. And yeah. uh, your uterus is in uh, normal anatomical in position normal. or what? Yes. All my reproductive organs are where they're supposed to be. My lungs are where they're supposed to be. Um, so is my stomach. The big one is my um, intestines where, like, yours are in their nice, neat little box. Mm-hmm. Mine are kind of, like, jumbled up and, like, partially under, like, the right side of my rib cage. All right. Well, let me, let me, uh, so they're, they're outside the diaphragm? Um, no. No, they're, they're, they're abdominal. They're not thoracic, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, they're I'll tell abdominal. you what I think. Uh, I, I probably should not even comment on this, but uh, uh, I think it's obvious that what you need to do is, uh, and you're, you, you know what I think, and you're asking me specifically about training, all right? Yeah. In your particular situation, I would not train. I would, yeah. That's... I would not train until I delivered. I would not do anything because okay. you've got enough uh, uh, variability from normal anatomy already without introducing a bunch of pressure and a bunch of bunch of other stress involved in this. If I were you, I think I would hold off until you deliver your baby, and uh, okay. that 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 would be my advice because you don't know. Okay 
what's going to happen if you start doing a bunch of squats and pulls and presses. And I don't know what's going to happen if you do the same thing. I have no idea. This is a real weird-ass situation, and weird-ass situations need to be uh, approached individually and cautiously. I told you it was weird. Yeah. This is, what's uh, the opinion? You're, you're 32, and uh, this is yeah. the first time you've been pregnant? Yes. Yeah. I, you know, if I were you... I would just hang on. Yeah, it's only it's only nine months. It's only nine months. I'm curious what the uh, what the yeah. what the opinion of your doctors are. Have you asked them? Yeah, what do they say? So I have two doctor's appointments next week. I have a doc a doctor appointment with my GI doctor on the fifth, and then I go in for my first OB appointment on the ninth. And I'd ask both so, of them what their not, opinion about it was, but I'll bet you they'll agree with me. Because they, yeah, they never want you to train anyway, you know. Well, you, and No, I got in, in trouble last year by, I actually switched GI doctors because of it. Um, when I was squatting and stuff, I uh, tweaked a stomach muscle, and I just wanted to go, like, get it checked out to make sure it wasn't a hernia or anything. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, what are, you, what are you squatting? And I was like, oh. But at the time, it was just my body weight of the 165. And she's like, you have no business to squat that much. You shouldn't need to squat more than 45 pounds. And I was like, <laughs> no, no different, different welcome, doctor. Welcome no to ma'am. the medical profession, dear. This is the way they all think. This is the way they all think. Nope. All right. Well, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to no, listen yeah, to my. We appreciate the call. And and give you just hang on tight, and let's get this baby I on will. the ground, and we'll see how see how things go after that. And uh, the if you the problems you're going to run into are going to be after you're about six months, and everything is fighting for yep. room in there, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Yes, sir. So there's not any point in adding another complicating factor to that. So let's just hang on, get the kid on the ground, and then we'll talk again. All right. All right. I'll be sure to keep you guys updated okay. later. Okay. Good. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Good you guys luck have to a you. Good one. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. guys. Hello. You are on. Hey. Hey. Um, Hello, Rip. I just want to say real quick, thank you for everything, Who's and this? I'm a big fan. Who, you got a name. This is, my name Your is, name's as important as mine, so tell me what it is. My name is Jake. Jake. All right, Jake. So, uh, sure, glad to help you, man. How are you today? Doing great, doing great. I have two small questions. All right. May I? Um, the, the first question is my deadlift. Um, I hit a plateau, and I can only do 235 for one rep. On what exercise? Good deadlift. On what exercise? Deadlift, he said. Deadlift. Oh, deadlift. This is a question about the deadlift. And you've got 235 is all you can deadlift? You're doing something wrong. How, how How much do you weigh? I weigh 150, unfortunately. 150? Unfortunately. How tall are you? Yep. I'm 5'11", sir. Yeah, that's why. 5'11 and 150. We figured it out. Yeah, that's kind of a problem. We figured Jake, it out. Jake, my friend, you are not. You don't like to eat, do you? How old's Jake, did he say? No, 
Um, I'm 16. I do track calories. And yes, before you say, um, I used to bulk. Um, I did because I said I took your suggestion to eat 5,000, you know, 5,000 plus. Oh, uh, we've talked to you before. We, yeah, we but I think not, I need those. Look, here, here's the situation. You're not eating 5,000 calories a day at no, I stopped six now foot, 150 I and not gaining any weight. That's not happening. So there's yes, sir. something wrong with your calculation. Um, well, I stopped now. This is my week of stopping because I noticed that I just didn't feel good. Like, I couldn't stuff my face for... So much my body wanted to show up. How, I was eating. How much weight thousand. did you gain, Jake? How much weight did you gain? Well, four in four weeks. Um, because I ate five thousand plus sometimes, so it was kind of bad. But in four weeks, I gained eight point uh, four pounds in four weeks. Here's the thing. Uh, this data is incorrect. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. We've talked about this before. You think you're eating that. You think you're eating 5,000 calories, but you would be breaking the laws of biology if you were eating 5,000 calories a day and only gaining eight pounds in, in four weeks. Two week, uh, two pounds a week. Yeah, that's on 5,000 calories a day. No, sir. That's not um, what you're doing. All right. So should I eat more than like? Because I track it, and I I know I could be wrong. What you should eat, what you should do, is get an accurate picture of what you're actually doing. How how are you tracking it? Let's let's, let's do this. How are you tracking it? I I use grams. I weigh everything. I've been doing this for a year straight, weighing everything, tracking my food on my fitness pal, scanning it. Jake, listen to me. Jake, you're a psycho. Yes, sure. You're a psycho. Hey, 16-year-old kids should not be weighing everything they eat. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> Hey, Jake. You, Jake, you're a psycho. Jake. Jake. And So this is what you need me doing. As a psycho, you're outside of the scope of our advice. Right. Jake, this is what you need to be doing, okay? You need to eat a giant breakfast, like 6, 7 eggs in the morning. Oatmeal, cereal, toast. No, listen to me. And then for dinner, you need to be eating like two double cheeseburgers. Okay. And then and lunch, lunch you need to eat a steak. You need to eat a lot of food, man. Don't track it. Just eat a you bunch of food. You need to be eating four big meals a day. Yeah. You, and don't you got, track it. Just get full four times a day. Eat, drink a high. That's not what you're doing now. Drink a high calorie protein shake. The thing is, man, you say you keep saying that you are eating five thousand calories, but you're not. not you're not. No way. You would be weighing way more than you are if you were. Even my level, like just none. No, don't do that. And listen, no matter what the number is, if if your tracker says you're eating five thousand calories, uh, it doesn't matter if your weight's not going up. It doesn't matter if your weight's not going if your weight's not going up. You got to eat more. Yeah. Um, so whatever that number is, whatever error is happening, if there is an error, shit, man, you may be you may be burning eight thousand calories a day. Unlikely, but if you are, <laughs> that means you got to you got to eat more. Are you running, Jay? Um, no, I'm just very active. I do about 30,000 steps doing your strength program for four weeks. Um, just 30, 33,000. So, yeah, I jump rope a lot. I don't run. I only do the treadmill. Hey, where are you from? Uh, for hours. Where are you from? I'm from Georgia. Um, Macon, Georgia. 
Yeah, e- either way, man, if you want to do this right, you're going to have to you're going to have to eat more food. Um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, if you are one of these people that's super uh, busy and doing a bunch of activity and has a really high metabolism, fuck, you may have to eat 8,000 yeah. calories. I mean, whatever whatever you need to do, but you yeah. got to eat more food. <clears throat> what did you have for breakfast this morning, Jake? Well, this morning I had a shit ton of oatmeal, a lot of cottage cheese. Then after that, a shit ton oh of oatmeal God. does not describe an the amount. amount. How much oatmeal Sorry. did you eat? Um, I had, um, I, I ate a big bowl of oatmeal, about uh, three servings with protein powder. You should know um, the grams though, because you weighed it, didn't you? Mm-hmm. You did weigh it. Oh, okay. How much did it weigh? Well, one hundred and twenty grams. Yeah, one hundred twenty grams. 120 grams is four, four ounces. ounces. Yeah, it's not a lot. That's not a lot at all. <clears throat> yeah. See, that's, that, that, and here's the here's the other thing, Jake. Um, you, you're trying you're trying well, to do this clean. <laughs> yeah. So things that take yeah, up a lot of, things that hold on things that take up a lot of room in your gut are going to make it really hard to eat a lot of food. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, this is yeah. one this is one of the secrets. You got to do what fat people do, which is eat things that taste good. Yeah. And don't take up a lot of room. Yep. All right, Jake. Yeah, here, here's your here's your problem. All right, now you just shut up and listen to me. All right. I'm sorry, sorry. Shut up and listen to me. All right. You are absorbing a whole bunch of information from a whole bunch of different sources, and you are trying to do what you perceive is the right thing in terms of what all these other sources of information are telling you about eating clean. All right, that's the problem. All right, that's your problem. All right, you need to eat eight eggs for breakfast and about three pieces of toast with a bunch of butter on the toast and bacon too. And then for and then for lunch, you need to eat a couple of big sandwiches. All right, and then for afternoon, you need your protein drink. Right after you get through training. And then at night, you need to eat whatever mom is making for dinner times three. Now, that's what your day ought to look like. And you're not going to bother your mother about what she's cooking for you anymore. All right? You're not going to do that. All right? Now, you got some shit to get straight here. All right? Your data is wrong. Everything, you're, you're... assumptions about what you're supposed to be doing are wrong because you have flooded yourself with a bunch of information off the internet about what bodybuilders eat to stay lean and grow and what bodybuilders do to jake shut up what bodybuilders do jake shut up (laughs) what bodybuilders do to stay lean and get big is they don't tell you the truth about everything they're doing. They're taking a bunch of steroids. All right? And steroids make everything easier about this. But since you're not taking any steroids, it doesn't work for you. All right? So what you've got to do is eat more. Lift heavier weights. Make the Make your your deadlift is two thirty five because you haven't ever put two forty on it and picked it up for a set of five. That's why it's two thirty five. 
add, put put the deadlift at 240 and pull it for a set of five. And the next time you deadlift, go to 245 and then 250 and then 255 and then 260. And you do the same thing with your squats, your presses, and your bench presses. You add weight for sets of five. And that's how you get big. All of this high mm-hmm. rep sets of eight, 10, 12, that's all bullshit. All right. And I know I'm the only one that's ever said this to you, but I'm telling you the truth. All right. Now you go away and do what I've told you to do. And then call us back in about six months when you weigh about 200 pounds. All right. You know what? Yeah, I do that. All right. Thank you. That's what you do. All right. Bye. Jake's got to be fucking with us. He's got to be fucking with us. But if he's not, that's all right. He he might be. uh, If he's not, he he might be fucking with us, but he might just be a 16-year-old kid. Well, even if he he is, it's useful information because there's a bunch of kids doing exactly what he's doing. Yeah. You know, I I see them every day when I go to the other gym. You know, they're they're – I've talked about them. They weigh 145, 150 pounds flexing in the mirror with their tripods out so they can post on – TikTok or whatever they're doing, right. and it, and that's that's what he's thinking is going to be big, and that's what he's thinking is going to get his deadlift up. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, he he thinks he's tracking all of his calorie or uh, calories. But as as y'all said, it's four ounces of uh, oatmeal. He doesn't know what he's tracking. No, um, four ounces of oatmeal's got about one hundred and fifty calories yeah, in it. Yeah, maybe. and and the fact of the matter is, you he know. doesn't need to be tracking his calories. He just needs to be eating a he lot of food. He needs to be getting. He needs to be tracking whether or not he got full. Yeah. And then eat past and, that. And and then eat a little bit more, four times a day. That's how it's done. You don't have to do this the rest of your life, all you fat phobes out there. But the thing, keep the, writing into comments from the haters. Don't understand. This is a phase. Yeah. This is a phase when the boy gets up to 225. We'll slow him down. But the thing is, is like a 16-year-old, there's, you know, 16 some 16 year old kids love to eat some don't some don't like to eat at all oh, i know and and he's what the type that doesn't like to eat um but if he's serious about getting bigger and getting stronger he's got to eat mm-hmm. no other way no other way you can't make muscle mass out of air <laughs> it's not what it's made out of 120 grams of oatmeal imagine saying that I, I, I can't imagine knowing, at 16 years old, imagine knowing what 160 gra- 120 grams of oatmeal actually is. See, this is the whole thing. Well, you know, we, we I live in a, you know, and here's another thing. Let me tell you about this. I got, last night, I went through my magazine collection at the gym, and I pulled out all the muscle magazines that I had from back in the 80s. I got some from 79, 80, 85, all the way up through the middle 90s, and then for some reason I stopped. And uh, and I haven't seen a new muscle magazine in a very long time. I need to go buy one today because I'm thinking I'm going to write some kind of an article based on the information that I've seen in the muscle magazines because this is exactly the same thing that I had exposed to me when I was Jake's age, only I was like five or six, seven years older than Jake when I was doing it. You know, you see pictures of these ripped bodybuilders, and they're all big, and they're all ripped, and they give you these silly bullshit arm workouts that they supposedly did 
and you know it's eight to 12 reps of five to six sets to failure or something like that you know some kind of silly ass bullshit and it's and this is what is presented to these kids as information and it's wrong it's all wrong and you you can't know it's wrong if you're 16 and you're just starting this off because everybody who is in a position of what you consider to be authority is supposedly telling you that this is how it's done like arnold got real real big on you know protein powder and you know egg whites and shit like that no that's that's not what happened but you know the magazines aren't going to tell you that because that's not how they sell magazines all right it's not how they sell supplements it's not how they sell pictures of 285 pound ripped bodybuilders that's not how those guys got big the first reason they're big is because of genetics and that's the last thing they want you to understand is that genetics determine who wins the bodybuilding contest not training kind of a little bit diet certainly they don't want you to know about the drugs but genetics places you on the stage to begin with nobody without the genetics ever gets there see and you can't do anything about your genetics all right and and it's it's it is a uh it's a terribly unhealthy pursuit for somebody without the genetics for six percent body fat to try to get there it it fucks people up real bad all the time but uh you know i and, and I, so i dug these magazines out and i need to look at a modern one and see what the see what they're telling them now but i think it's probably about the same thing and uh you, it completely ignores the reality of the situation the reality of the situation is if you want to be big then you got to get strong and you get strong by lifting heavy weights and eight to 12 reps is light weights and you don't get big lifting light weights i don't care what the ex-fizz people say they don't know how to conduct a study all right i've been doing this for 48 years and i've made every one of those mistakes myself and i'm telling you that if you want to be big then you got to be strong and if you want to be strong you have to lift more weight than you're lifting now and how do you get strong five pounds of workout that's how it's done and i'm sorry it's not any more complicated than that but it's not all right that may not be what you want to hear all right a whole lot of people have been sold a whole lot of training templates by people who have told them rpe and eight to 12 reps and all this bullshit it's all bullshit all right it's go up in weight on your sets of five and you get big and strong ask ronnie coleman how he got big and strong and he'll tell you that all the big strong guys focused on the weight on the bar the weight on the bar is the critical factor in getting bigger and stronger that's everything else is bullshit 
Everything else is of secondary importance. All right? So keep that in mind. All right, who's next? All right. <laughs> Hello, are you there? Hello. Hello. Yes. You're on. Can you hear me? Yeah, Talk we to got me. you. Hello. Thank you for having me on. Who is this? My name is Dan. Or Hi, Daniel. Dan. It's happening. Uh, yeah, I had uh, two questions. All right. Um, first question is the inclusion of uh, the lap pull-downs on my chinning days. If it would be a good idea. How many chins do you have to do? Around five, five or six. And then what would you do with your lat pulls? Um, I imagine it create more training stimulus in that movement. Like doing them after is what you're saying? After your chins? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, let me, let me, let, let's just pursue a little analysis here, shall we? How tall are you? Six foot. And what do you weigh? 250. You weigh sit your six foot at 250, and you can do five chins. It's not bad. That's not bad. How many sets of chins do you do when you chin? Um, I would do the prescribed, recommended three sets. Three sets. Um, I'm currently right. I'm approaching. Yes, sir. And so, so you're doing like five, four, and three, right? I haven't started training that I guess what you would refer to as the third phase of the NLP. I'm still deadlifting and power cleaning, but I'm probably next week I'm going to be approaching that stage. And I just kind of tested my chins at the moment and found that I struggled doing five. And you only did one set when you did those? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I I haven't started training them. So what's going to happen is uh, the next time you do those, Let's say you do five the first day for your first set. You're going to rest five minutes and do another set, and you're probably going to get four. And then you're going to rest another five minutes, and you're going to rest a whole five minutes. You're not going to fuck around and rest two minutes. Try to get it over with. You're going to rest just like you do between your squats and your deadlifts and your benches and your presses because the muscles have to recover from the fatigue of the previous set and then on the third set you're either going to get four or three all right and then the following week you're going to make every effort that you can possibly make to get six reps on the first set you're going to get six reps and you're not really going to care about rep on the second and third set if the first set is going up in reps then you are making progress on your chins. All right? Don't rush right. between the sets. Now, you are doing chins and not pull-ups, right? Yes, they're supinated. Right. All right? And you are making sure that your range of motion is full. From a dead hang at the bottom, not bent elbows, but a dead hang to touching your chest to the bar. Right? <laughs> um, I, ah. I'm unable to. <laughs> I can get my throat to the bar, 
<laughs> no, if, if you can't, can't touch quite your, get my clavicle or the you, chest. you got to touch the top of your sternum to the bar. All right. So we don't sure. know about five then. All right. Well, so here's a full chin up is dead hang to touching something at the top. That's not your chin. All right. All right. That's a full rip. All right. Now, if you cannot do a full rip, and because you're a novice and you're 250 and you're six foot, and that, that's not uh, it, terribly surprising, okay? Then lat pull downs may be useful for you as a substitute for a body weight chin up until you get strong enough to do a body weight chin up. And the way you're going to do that is you're going to use the lat machine the same way you would use the chins and that's not going to be so if let's say if i was you and i was i was having trouble doing a full range of motion body weight chin up at 250 i think i'd probably set the lat machine at 180 maybe 170 and i would do a set to failure now what that would look like is you start with a dead hang straight elbows and you pull the bar down and don't try to pull it slow pull it down fast and hit yourself in the chest with it and then see how many reps you get you'll probably get seven or eight all right then you rest five minutes just like i told you to do for the chins and then you count the reps again and then you do the same thing count the reps again all right then when okay. that first set goes above 10 reps, then you go up 10 pounds on the lap machine. 10 all right. pounds, all right. 10 pounds. And count the reps and write it all down. And then when the lap machine gets up close to body weight, like 220, 230, something like that, then you're going to go back to chins. And then we don't have to use the lap machine anymore. The lap machine added to the chins doesn't do anything that is of any use of our time all right the lat machine is for people who can't do body weight chins that's all it's for now we can use it to get you strong for the chin but that's the only purpose it's got all right so doing a bunch of back off shit with light weights on a lat machine is not going to make your chin ups go up all right so Get the idea that the lat machine is an assistance exercise for the chins out of your head. All right. Let's say you can do 10 reps at 200 on the lat machine. All right. Let's say you can do 10 reps at 200. All right. Let's say if you get, and then, you know, you get your, uh, you quit doing lat machine stuff and you get your chins up to 15 reps of body weight what happened to your lat machine what happened to your lat pulls they went up didn't they yes so what is the assistance exercise and what is the main movement the lat the chin, the, the chin is the assistance exercise for the lat machine it's the other way around isn't it he could probably do 220 okay. for five right now. He might very well be so able to. You, you might not need to. You could probably forego. What's your deadlift? Here's a important question. Very important. What's the deadlift. 
I'm still training it, so I'm I'm uh, my next training session is going to be uh, 345. You're, you'll be training your deadlift easily. the rest of your yeah. life. One of the things about the deadlift is it makes your chins <laughs> go up. All right? We don't talk about that enough, but that's actually the case. Yep. If you can if you can deadlift 495 for a set of five, you've got 10 chins without even doing them. I think you're in good shape, man. If you're – yeah, your your deadlift gets up to four. You keep practicing your chin-ups. You'll be doing full range of motion, chin to the uh, – chest to the bar – in no time. I mean, if he's already, if it's already almost getting five, you know, and even if they're not all the like, if your chin's getting over the bar, the thing to practice now, like Rip said, is getting the full range of motion. Yeah. The lap pull is not going to do much for you. Yeah. Once that deadlift goes up, you'll start getting more chins. Yep. Yeah. So just to clarify, the main lift for that movement will be the lat, and it'd be worthwhile to practice the movement of the chin. Well, I don't know After that the, there's uh, any point. The movement of the chin-up is not particularly technical. You hang, and you touch your chest. And then you come back down. And you don't pause at the bottom between the reps. You rebound off the bottom of the set of chins. All right? And pull yourself back up. That's how a, chin's, or a set of chin is accomplished. All right? You get a stretch reflex yep. at the bottom of the chin all right but what i'm saying is you don't have a set of five chins doing them at full range of motion right now you may not be able to do a single full range of motion chin and if you can't the lat machine is useful at this point but like nick said the primary thing that you need to do right now is get your deadlift up because that strengthens the lats Okay. Yeah, that's currently currently, right. currently in progress. All right, man. Good luck to you. Oh, uh, do I still have time for my second question? Oh, I guess so. It's a brief one. If it's a good <laughs> one, don't ask some stupid question. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's in regards to giving you money. So <laughs> giving me money. I was money? thinking about uh, nobody gives me money. Yeah, <laughs> in regards to the <laughs> the starting strength uh, membership. Uh, that um. On the uh, the forum on the, the, net- the network, you mean that the network? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's uh, that just gives you access to all the network videos and stuff like that. What's your question? Okay, it, it doesn't. I was wondering if there was a if there was a unique forum to that to that network there program. Is. Yes. There's, yeah, there's a forum. There's a Q and A forum on uh, on the network where you uh, post with other members. So the, I, I check that a couple okay. of times a day. The network subscription gets you access to the videos uh, for all the podcasts. Uh, there are videos that we shoot that only go on the network, uh, <clears throat> technique videos, programming videos, stuff like that that are only on the network. And then, uh, and then there's a there's a private forum for people on the network. So it's a forum uh, with less uh, less noise, I guess you could say. People respond to form checks and stuff there. So. Uh, valuable. Okay, yeah, that's stuff. that's what I was actually going to ask about was is the, the form checks um, is that more because I posted form checks before a while ago and it there was it kind of took longer than I wanted. I was wondering if there was any benefit in joining the network in regards to. I think so. Getting a response sooner. Well, you know, it's only okay, seventy five cool. bucks for the year. Don't join per month. That's too expensive. Join, just give us seventy five dollars. You're a member for a year. 
and you get to ask as many questions as you want and you know we'll uh, we'll treat you nice if you're a member of the network yeah it looks pretty cool all right i'll check it out definitely all right man thanks Thank you for your time later take care treat you nice that's right <laughs> all right let's keep going push on through hello this is mark I'm- hey mark how are you man good how are you i have two questions all right so ask, first one ask is, question number one okay so the first question is in one of your in the video i saw on your channel you made the you were talking about um it was bricklayers and you were saying that if they that they i don't remember the exact thing but the concept was who do you think is gonna be better at bricklaying the person who can deadlift some i think like 700 or something or the person who like trains with bricks or something and I think the claim that the person who can deadlift that much is going to be better than someone who trains with bricks is go- is a bit of a bold claim because of the law of specificity and the idea that first of all, oh, like take for example me for example, I built when I built up my bench press, I I did get better at doing pushups, but when I was focusing on like I but like I plateaued at twenty pushups, where at one sixty at five eight. Well, on the other hand. When I was focusing on push-ups, I like doubled my push-up numbers during that point. Well, it was a different point in training, so I don't and I don't remember the exact numbers, but I remember making vastly more progress on push-ups and focusing on on endurance push-ups than when I was focusing on raising my bench. You, well, on the other, so, right. so you answered your like own question. <laughs> you answered your own question on the law of specificity. So, yeah. who who starts at a higher baseline? And yes, of course, you're going to have to do the thing like push-ups or, or fucking brick laying but on day one who is going to move more bricks longer the guy with a 405 oh, so deadlift or the guy with no deadlift at all furthermore who's going to oh, go so home not, so less tired that's the that's the actual exactly. question i didn't ever say that the guy with a so big 700 deadlift is a better brick is going to show up on a job site and that's, just whip no. everybody's ass at brick no, that's not what oh, i said but he will after three so months Shit, maybe okay, after so one month you will. Improving the deadlift is the sole is the best way to improve it. It's just a one tool you can use. No, deadlifting is like I'm not saying outside of just doing <laughs> bricklaying. Such a stupid example. But outside of doing <laughs> bricklaying, yes, deadlifting is the best way to improve your bricklaying. <laughs> No fucking what shit. Outside of bricklaying? Yes, outside of just doing bricklaying. And we're saying bricklaying. Look, I happen to know a little bit about this. It's like new paid a bunch of guys to do this kind of shit for me. Bricklaying is an art. All right. Hauling bricks around is labor. They're two different things. All right. Being strong does not improve the art of brick masonry or stone masonry or any other kind of masonry that has to be practiced if you are stronger then a whole bunch of brick handled every day is less work for you than if you're weaker this is not debatable okay this is not debatable so what's your second question no i'm just wondering why wouldn't say it set of 20 deadlifts better carry over the brick lane than a set of five well because 20 deadlifts is a light weight and as i've said about nine million times light weights do not make you stronger heavy weights make you stronger because of the nature of strength strength is about force production 
and force production is directly tied to the amount of weight you can lift a set of 20 is by definition a sub maximal weight it is light or you can't do it for 20. we're not talking about metabolism we're talking about strength it's a conditioning workout it's for a conditioning one. workout and for two who who the fuck wants to spend all day bricklaying and then go do 20 deadlifts <laughs> I have better things to do than there's 20 a, yeah. fucking there's deadlifts. A, there's an efficiency aspect to all this too and, and substitute bricklaying for whatever sport you want. But yeah. if if you're if you're involved in another demanding activity, why would you do a hard set of 20 of anything when you could do a set of 5 and get more than just a cardio benefit? Yeah, Cuz that's what it is. It turns that's all into you're cardio. It's a conditioning benefit. All right. So what's your next question? So what's, what's that second question? So, just broadly, what do you have you been paying attention to length and partials and do you have see any benefit in them? Who? What? Length and partials. So instead of doing full range of motion, focusing on, on a partial rep in the stress position as if, in order to act, in order to take advantage of stress mediated hypertrophy. Whoa, it's a lot of work. This is, sounds like a bunch of exercise physiology. That's exactly what it well, is. it's really popular right what? now to not exceed ninety degrees because supposedly that's like dangerous power and higher force no, production. I, all right, what that, is the word you used? Have I not? Have I been paying any attention to what? Length and partials. So take for length example, and partials. partials. What's the, what's so he you saying? You would be taking a pec five from the furthest stretch you can do to just say, say to ninety degrees. So the deepest part to the ninety degrees, as opposed to from ninety degrees to the length to the shortened position. So you would be doing the biggest stretch you can do, and only going to a relatively short range of motion in order to focus more on the stretch. In order to which why would you not just complete? Uh, why would you not complete the rep so you actually have actual data? What do you mean by actual data? Well, you either like get the valid rep, number. If you you either get the rep or you don't, right? And what you're doing is you're saying, well, if I, I don't use, know what the hell he's I, what but, he's what he's saying is you may is, have to actually cut this out because I don't understand the term that the boy the term doesn't is, matter. He's talking about partial partials. Reps. That's what he's doing. So he's partial, partial reps. So, right. so what you're thinking is is okay if I use lighter weight and go deeper in the rep and only work within there, I'm going to get stronger. No. It doesn't work that way. No, that's not what happens. No, that's not. You could work with, depending on the exercise, of course. But in some How many people have you, you done this with? with How many people have you actually trained in that way and gotten significantly stronger and to perform better? And when I say significantly stronger, like actual numbers mm-hmm. yeah. on full range of motion or numbers in a performance setting. Yeah. How, how does this make your well, deadlift seen, go up? Well, it, if it, it would, it's been... In, many, in a few studies, it's been shown hey, to have... look, is it studies are all bullshit. Is this theoretical for you, or have I, you actually done I hate done to break it? the news to you, my friend, but all of the exercise physiology studies are bullshit. Yeah, like, have you they're actually done bullshit. it? If you read them, the interesting question you'll here is, understand. That the interesting question here is, is, have you actually done this with anybody, um, and how did it go? I mean, on calf raises, on calf raises for the last lots of training i've been doing them and it's been and it well and it has carried over fairly well to adding a little amount more weight to my calf raises 
calf raises. See, right, we, so we, we are talking. We are talking two. We are talking two different languages. A, this is a strength training forum. Yeah. yeah. This is not a bodybuilding forum. I don't care about your calf raises because they don't indicate anything of any use. A calf raise does not make your deadlift go up. On the other, well, on the other hand, deadlifts in, make your calves bigger. Well, again, the important. Why wouldn't it be a useful tool to support the raise of your deadlift, assuming that assuming it's done in conjunction with deadlift specific work? The thing that a lot of people, um, a lot of people think, yeah, in the, some ways, this, so, this, well, this, right. this is this information. Kid, even in if you want to, this, but kid I, is, you know. this kid's extreme, but uh, people believe this shit. Yeah. Uh, on some level, so yeah, the, the the fundamental question which he's unable to answer is how did it improve performance, strength, aesthetics, or anything, any other measurable anything that people actually parameter. give a shit about? Yeah, anything that people actually give a shit about, and the answer is it doesn't. No, um, you know, and and it's all theoretical for him, unfortunately. Well, just do what you want to with it. All right, who's next? That was fun. That was good. <laughs> Hello. Hello? Do, you have, a, do you have a question about calf raises or partials? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, I. My name is Alicia. How are you guys doing? Good, Alicia. Thanks for calling. Uh, Alicia. 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 Rip shit. God almighty. That really pisses women off way worse than it. You know, if he if he wore big headphones like me, he could hear it. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. Yeah, I'm just not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. I don't need to look like Joe Rogan. Okay. What's, your, what's your question? I no, I don't have any stupid questions about calf raises. All right, um good. Uh, my question is about recovery. So I'm about to start my um, NLP again because uh, what usually happens to me, well, first of all, I'm 33 years old. Uh, I'm five foot two. Um, I recently gained a bunch of weight, so I'm now sitting at 180 when I usually walk around between 160 and 165. Okay. So I need to get some of that weight off. but. The last time I did my NLP, I got my deadlift up to 270. I got my squat up to 235. My bench press was up to 145, and I was pressing 105. Very nice. Those are good numbers. numbers. Those good numbers. These numbers, I would, if I, most women uh, would be concerned about their body composition uh with your numbers i i liked my body composition when i was lifting that amount of weight across all the lifts my body composition right. was pretty was, was, was i was pretty happy with it all right so well, that good. wasn't the issue for me the issue for me was uh was recovery okay. so whenever i get the lifts that heavy i um usually burn out i tend to be kind of all gas and no brakes whenever i'm going through my program mm -hmm. and then I, I get to the point where I and it and it took me several attempts to even get my deadlift to 270 it took me like like two weeks because I got it to 255 and then I was like grinding out 260 and then it took me a couple of 
you know, workout sessions to grind 265. So it was just, I was just slowly grinding my way to 270. All and right. then I was just burned out. And then I just couldn't do it anymore. All right. Well, let and me then ask that you a, to like a long way off. I'm going to ask I was you a series gassed. of questions. All right. And I want you to tell me the answer mm-hmm. to these questions. All right. Okay. Tell me about your diet first. What are you what are you eating? How much protein are you eating? Carbs, fat, all that stuff. Uh, Do you have a handle? I kind on of that? just get what I can. Uh, I'm active duty in the army, right. so I, I I pretty much just grab what I can get when I can get it, either from the defac or from the shopette. All right. So yeah. <laughs> well, are you are you are you was, getting enough protein? Uh, probably not. I mean, well, I would you, try to get like, um, protein powders. I many, would do, um, like, do you have a handle um, on how many grams of protein a day you're getting? Uh, I was just kind of guessing. I think that on a good day, I was getting about 80 grams of protein on enough. a good day. That's, that's not problem. enough. That's, that's, that's your that's biggest a problem. bad recovery problem right there. Okay. Right. How, how is your sleeping habits? Um, if you're, if you're hesitating, it's not good, right? Since I've been in the army, since I've been in the army, I've been averaging about four hours of sleep a night. And that's usually like a good night's sleep is about four hours. All right. Yeah. So those two, those two things right there are going to fix your, fix your problems. All right. Well, that'll, that'll go a long way toward fixing your problems. But let me ask you another question. You're talking about your deadlifts. How much time are you resting between your sets of deadlifts? Three to five minutes. Yeah, see, here's the problem. You're not getting recovered because you're not doing anything to get recovered. Yeah. All right. Recovery means recovery. I mean, you know, to, to repeat myself, it means that you are doing enough to rebuild between workouts, but you're also doing enough to re recover between the sets on the platform. All of these things have got to be in order before you're going to make progress. I tell all if you're my- getting four hours of sleep a night and 80 grams of protein a day, especially at your body weight, that means you're eating too many carbs and you're not eating enough protein and you're not sleeping enough and you're not resting enough between sets. So it's not really surprising that you're stuck. Yeah, I tell all my clients that getting in the gym and doing the work, that's the fun, easy part. The yeah. hardest part is making sure your diet is good and making sure you're getting enough sleep. And as adults, getting sleep is hard sometimes, but it has to be priority if getting stronger is a priority. Right. And so is eating enough protein. Four hours of sleep a night at your age. That's not good. You're 33. You're not a kid yeah. anymore. And you, you can't do this program on four hours of sleep. All right, you you yeah. can't do it. No, I've uh, yeah, I've tried like taking melatonin supplements and stuff, um, and I've tried doing shit. like the meditation. So like, why are you? On, well, let's 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 okay. ask a couple of important questions. Why are you only getting four hours of sleep? Is it because you go to bed at two a.m. and get up at six, or is it because you can't stay asleep more than four hours at a time? It's because I can't stay asleep because, uh, so one of two things will happen. Either I stay up till 2 a.m. Like you said, 
Or if I go to bed at like nine or 10 o'clock, like I'm good. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be good. I'm going to go to bed at, you know, no later than 10 o'clock tonight. And then I do. I'll wake up at one thirty, two o'clock in the morning to go to the bathroom. And then I go back to bed and I might get another hour of sleep or I might just kind of toss and turn until my alarm goes off at 6 a.m. And then that's it. You you might, you might need to see a professional about this. If that's how, if that's, well, if, if you're not you sleeping know. that good, um, there's medications that can help. Um, that's, but, that's, but, uh, you know, look, I would, I would really hesitate to, there are ways to deal with that that don't involve uh, medications. Now, have you ever tried a Benadryl? A Benadryl will keep you asleep. No. Benadryl's over the counter, and it'll keep you asleep. But uh, insomnia is also a real thing that some yeah, people have. Yeah, it's a real thing that people have. Of course it is. Yeah, don't tell me about that. <laughs> I've you know, had trouble sleeping my whole life. And, but what I find is that if I read before I go to sleep, I'll get some meaningless text and read it, it'll make me go to sleep. And then if I wake up after four or five hours and I need to go back to sleep, I'll pick it up and start reading it again. And I'll do this on my phone so I don't have to turn the lights on. And eventually I'll drop the phone and I'll go back to sleep. Now, there's ways to handle this. Okay, but you've got to fix the four hours of sleep thing. That's got to be fixed. Now, if you want to try Benadryl for a couple of nights in a row, and just kind of get in the habit of staying asleep, that'd be fine. But ultimately, it's just if you can't make your brain shut the fuck up, and that's what it is when you can't go back to sleep. You can't make your brain shut the fuck right. up. The, the, you have to figure yeah. out how you're going to do that. All right? And, you, and <laughs> there are several strategies for that. I would uh, Reading has always worked for me. And just read fiction. You know, something doesn't require a bunch of attention. And uh, yeah, no, I, I I like reading, so that's that that's good. I, yeah, that's what I would try. Too, so I I uh, I actually went to um, the uh, uh, I went to medical, uh, and I uh, basically I made an appointment with the with the doctor to ask them to for a referral for a sleep study because mm-hmm. I've been having problems with my sleep for a very long time. Right. So. The and the uh, captain had the audacity to just tell me that, oh, well, if you can't sleep for more than four hours and there's no point in doing the sleep study. So here's a list of things you can try to do to help you get better sleep. And then he's and then he sent me on my way. And I was like, well, he's trying to not spend the the army's (laughs) money. See, he's trying to not spend the army's money. You've made the mistake of working for the government. And that's going to right. that's going to follow you around for quite a while. All right, but let me ask. You, let me here's a couple of easy things. What is the temperature of the room that you're sleeping in? Oh, so I actually well, right now it's actually pretty pretty chilly. Um, I'm staying with my stepmom over Christmas break, but I've gotten in the habit of keeping my room cold. I used to be the opposite. I used to like keep my room like way, way too warm, and then I'd be like sweltering under my covers. Yep. And then I finally figured out, oh, I need to sink the temperature down at night. Right. So when I get under the covers, 
I'm okay. not overheating. Now, so about, I keep my room a lot cooler. What, that, I also that's invest good. in the you can control tape and your tape body. over all the lights in, in my room. You can control yeah. your body temperature in a colder room easier than you can a warmer room. All right. Now, what right. are the lights in the room? Can you see light from under the yeah, door so in the I, hall or what do you... You know. Well, in my old barracks room, I got a roll of electrical tape, and I just taped over all the lights, and then I had blackout curtains as well. But right. I'm staying in my, um, I'm staying in an apartment right now, and we have Christmas decorations up, so there's like Christmas lights strung around the living room, and I'm kind of sleeping out here. So, so the, the lights coming a, in. I got an eye. I got an eye mask. Yeah, but I got an eye mask. I got a sleep mask. All right, if you got a sleep mask, night, that's so fine. That, that works. Now, one other thing: Do you have any earplugs? Uh, no. Get some earplugs. Noise, but noise usually doesn't bother me at you night. Don't it's know usually that. noise that doesn't keep me up. It's usually the light. You don't know that. You don't know ah, if no, okay. by, because the time by the time you wake up because of the noise, the noise is stopped, and you don't know that's what wake you woke you up. All right. Go okay. to the go to Walmart and get some of these little purple compressible earplugs. If you're in the army, you've used earplugs at the range, and put them in uh-huh. before you go to sleep, and then put your alarm close to you, and you will hear the alarm through the earplugs. So you don't have to worry about not hearing the alarm. You'll hear the alarm through the earplugs if the alarm is close to your head. All right, so you got to go through, okay. and if you're having trouble sleeping, you're going to have to go through and check all this list off. You're going to have to make damn sure that everything that could possibly wake you up is controlled against, and you're going to have to make sure that, well, for example, caffeine intake. You know, what is your sensitivity to caffeine? When, How much caffeine are you ingesting during the day? And when does your caffeine ingestion stop? All right. You don't drink Diet Cokes at night, do you? No, but I, I vape. You what? Vape. I vape. She vapes. Well, see, that's like a nicotine vape, you mean? Yeah. It's a stimulant. It's a yeah, stimulant. It for sure. <clears throat> It'll keep you awake. You need to quit doing that stupid shit. You know better than that. I mean, I'm glad you're not smoking tobacco anymore. But, but we also don't know the uh, health side effects from vaping. We, We're we not going to know, know that, that for there, another eight we, years. We know there's a glycerin base to the shit. Yeah. We, for, and we know that glycerin is not good for human lungs. Yeah, we're not going to know for another eight years before we realize it's killing people. Right, which it probably is. So you need to stop doing that. But nicotine is as strong a stimulant as caffeine, if not stronger, because it's got a much shorter window of absorption caffeine takes 30 minutes to absorb but what you get off on your vape the minute you do it you know that that's why you do it so if you're doing that shit honey that's not gonna that's you've got several things to fix here and every time you fix one of them your sleep will improve okay okay so got it there you go 
you so know, your, that, your your progress here is being is being hampered by every one of these things. If you're stuck on your weights, stuck in your strength, then it, the primary thing that I see right now is your protein intake and your sleep. All right, eat more protein, okay. eat fewer carbs, and you've got to start getting seven hours of sleep. You just have to. You know, you, okay. you got to start uh, doing One that. more question before. All right, go ahead. Okay. Uh, my, uh, my other question. So I, I'm getting, I'm getting out of the army in, uh, in July, uh, which I'm really excited about Good for you, but, um, but, but before I get out, I do have one more height and weight that I have to pass before they'll let me go. So, cause we have to do it every six months. So I'm going to be due for it at end of January, beginning February. So I need to get my weight back down to that like 160 range so that I can pass the tape test because I won't pass the weight, but I can pass the tape test if I get down to 160. So how many grams of protein should I be eating to accommodate my strength training, but then still getting down to that 160? Well, you need to be getting about one gram of protein per pound of body weight, which would be about 150 grams of protein. That's just baseline. And Okay. The, the Carbs calories, calories from protein are about four yeah. per gram. Calories from carbs are about four per gram. So if you substitute an additional 70 grams of protein, then you have to remove 70 grams of carbs or 100 if you're trying to lose a bunch of body weight. So okay. quit eating so damn many carbs. Carbs are going to be your enemy. Start eating a whole bunch of protein. All right. Now that's eggs and meat and tuna and you know shit like that. You know what protein is. So you you've got to up your protein intake, uh, reduce drastically your carb intake, and your training will improve, and you won't have any trouble making the tape test. And if you uh, if you ingest that that much protein with actual food, you won't be as hungry. Protein lays in your stomach okay. yeah. when carbs just pass on through. Yeah. Protein has to go through a digestion phase in the gastric environment that, that carbs don't have to do. And if you eat, like you get up in the morning and you eat six scrambled eggs with some cheese, you're not going to be hungry till 4 o'clock. <clears throat> it just murders your appetite. And another thing, uh, cleaning up your diet might also improve your uh, sleep. Sure could, so sure okay. could. But if you vape, you're just you're not gonna you're not gonna sleep. Yeah. That's what vape is a uh, nicotine is a stimulant, and uh, and okay. you, I don't need to tell you that you know damn good and well why you do it, and uh, it's fucking yeah. up your sleep. So fix it. You know, have a ball or two yeah, about you and I, fix it. All right. Yeah, I have a lot of bad habits, caffeine and nicotine, and also just uh, not being on a consistent schedule, you know, just with training operations, that type of thing. Well, so the question is, can you fix it or not? Mm -hmm. Right. Because you have to. All right. All right. Well, I got a long checklist to go through, so I'll start working on it. You do. All right. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Rip. Bye-bye. Elisa, not Alicia. Or Lisa. Shit, man. 
All right. All right. Last one. Last one. This is our friend Andrew Lewis. <laughs> what is Andrew Lewis doing calling us? Oh. He always calls us. Does he? Yes. This is like his this third or fourth time. I don't have a lot going He's like a. I don't have a lot going on in my social life. I gotta. <laughs> he, he's got like a. I gotta. I gotta do, I gotta do something. He, he's like a, a guest on the show, right? Yeah. What? He always asks interesting things. <laughs> All right. Well, ask an interesting thing, Andrew. Uh, I sent two pictures to Nick. You could have just sent them phone. to Rip because that's all he I did. Show you. They're on your phone. I just texted them to you. <clears throat> that works out. Um, you might not have Rip's have number, a, though. No, oh. He's got my number. You're not in the club. Shit. He's got my number. All right, almost, you, and you emailed those to me. No, I, te- I, I, I texted the pictures to you just now. All right, hold on. Hold on. Uh, this will be an edit. <laughs> She she is she is okay with these being posted on the uh, if you guys want to put these like on the main uh, the main she's, uh, she's video after crooked, you guys didn't she? Oh, cool. and everything. All right, thanks let me thanks for making me do more stuff. For the for the uh, thanks Andrew video <laughs> and audio uh, audience. We've got. Are you texting them to me now? Yep. Great. We have an That's asymmetric fantastic. female being photographed from the back. Her grip is asymmetric. Her shoulders are asymmetric. Her lockout overhead is asymmetric. She looks like she has some atrophy on the left side. And I, you know, there's, so. Why is her, why is her grip, why is her grip asymmetric, Andrew? Why is she holding the bar like that? Because her left shoulder is not going to permit her to. Yeah. I I had the same problem with, um, with, uh, Phil in the mornings. Uh. Yeah, so she's holding. Where she's actually holding the bar should be symmetrical. Yeah. She's actually offset. The, the, the bar is she's offset because of right. her shoulder asymmetry. Her, her shoulder is lower, so it's, she's going to pull. All right, yeah. so over. let's yep. ask you a question. What is the nature of this asymmetry? What do I believe in? The, I, I think it might be bony. I, I don't necessarily think that it well, is You're going to have uh, to muscular. investigate that because this is – fucking up or lockout overhead and it, it yeah. i don't know if you've also noticed this but but she's got a uh she's had a, a pronounced rotation through her thoracic spine that's yeah. gonna eventually hurt her what did she tell you is wrong with her shoulder uh nothing nothing specific nothing that she can attribute to it um no she injuries car accident pain in no, not, nothing like that. I mean, she's she's in her sixties, but her, nothing um, nothing know, that would explain something this this drastic. Her left lat is atrophied too. Uh, I would bet you that she's got some kind of a spinal problem here. And uh, you think in the in the thoracic spine? It looks like it to me, but mm-hmm. I can't. Just from two still pictures, I can't tell. Yeah, her le- whole left side looks a little bit uh, atrophied. Does, does the bar sit crooked on the squat? Um, when we had her using the straight bar, it did not. Hmm. What other We've been kind having of bar her, we, is we did it? that for about. She's doing the well. She's using the Mars bar now. Um, she had shoulder pain from the straight bar that we we were. Um, attempting to correct and modify for 
we worked through it for a long time and eventually she uh was was it, it was getting worse uh including in the bench press as well um and that's kind of that was kind of the impetus for getting getting more of an investigation on this trying well, to figure out what the uh, hell's going on act to, to be able to solve this more at the root instead of just using more modifications to fix it what does her deadlift look like yeah does the bar rotate when she deadlifts Oh, her, no, her deadlift, her deadlift doesn't look, um, it doesn't look affected at all. Hmm. It, it just, it just looks like a symmetrical deadlift. Um, yeah. Well, she's, she's pulling, she pulled uh, 200 or 225 a couple months ago. What I'd have her do is, a couple months off. what I'd have her do is press against the rack and see if it, see if it straightens out to, to just rule out if you can do that yeah. well just to rule out to see if you can if you can get rid of the uh the rotation in her upper back <clears throat> and if that's the case then just just run with that and then see if you can come back to normal pressing later so, on a few months down the line we did that for we did that one day uh my coach adam adam did that he uh had her try exactly that with the with just the, the 45 pound bar and she can keep just because of the the rack support she can keep the bar um untwisted but her shoulders will still rotate unless she's like kind of pushed in just to kind of lean against it and really really shrug into it but you can still see a little bit of an asymmetry it's not quite as bad as in this picture but it's still there and does anything bother her after pressing uh, not much. No, she she can press. Uh, she can press quite well without without any pain, without much pain anyway. If she benches with a normal grip, she will get pain in the left shoulder. And Pretty much everything he said. Um, I'm having the same problems with Phil. Um, but he's not having any pains. But the when he we use a straight bar, he has a hard time holding it holding it straight on his back. Um, he actually has a left knee that kicks in harder than his right knee. Um, and his shoulder is drastically dropped compared to his right. So, um, I mean, we, we just, and, been... and we would very much like, we would very much like to get her back to the straight bar. Um, you know, it's, it's better obviously than the, than the Mars bar. Yeah. Um, and, and I'd like to, I'd like to be getting her to benching with a little wider grip. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, it hurts. Yep. Um, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't keep loading her with that rotation in her spine. I'd. I'd stay on the rack. If you're going to have her press, just stay on the rack and and run that up slowly. <clears throat> I don't know. We'll see what Rip thinks here in a second. Well, I've got another question. When she squats, does she rotate down and toward the left? Do you mean twisting yes. or shifting to the left? No, rotating, twisting she, to the left. No. She does no, not. She, does she not. squats straight. Both elbows stay yeah. symmetrical when she squats. It, it, with the Mars bar, that's not, yeah, I mean, that it doesn't move at all. Um, with the straight bar, I'd have to go back and look at it again. But she was having trouble with the, with the straight bar, bar squat. I'd have to go back and look at it again. Yeah. Why was she having trouble with the yeah. straight bar squat? Getting into position without shoulder pain. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Uh, she had to take a very I, I wide grip. That... She had to take a thumbs around. 
I think that you've got some some more questions to ask here. Um, I, I I I just I don't know, man. I don't have enough information. It a, just my first guess would be that she's got a thoracic injury, a, a, probably a low level thoracic injury that she has worked around by moving asymmetrically to keep it from hurting. And she may not even be aware she's doing it anymore. This may have happened 30 years ago. But something is going well, and that, on. That was going to be. And. Uh, well, the next part of the conversation was going to be, let's, let's, let's get an x-ray and see what the spine and the, and the shoulders look like. Well, that should already, but been I wanted done. to do this yeah. first before that should already been done. Okay. Uh, just a, a plain film x-ray would be possibly diagnostic for some major thing like that. Uh, it has to be taken okay. while she's standing up though. And you know, that may be something that is best obtained from a chiropractor because a lot of those guys can okay. do. And that's where, that's where we're going to go with that. That's that's a lot of those guys can do a standing up normal anatomical position, plain film x-ray. And just and that'll that'll show you a bunch of stuff, and uh, you know, and if that if that is not diagnostic, then we're going to have to get an MRI because this is if she's having pain from this, this is something that needs to be fixed, and we need to know what it is, and and the the it may be that uh, this alters your approach to her training, you know, if she's got a, a serious right. disc problem at uh at you know like t6 or seven something like that you you need to know that well and all things considered she's she's making progress she's lifting well she's happy with her progress she's getting stronger and she mostly doesn't doesn't have a lot of pain but that may not be always the case no. and wouldn't it be nice if she wasn't in pain at all yeah it'd be real nice and in fact if you know she's in her 60s you know, she's a beat-up used car, but that doesn't mean we can't keep her oil changed, you know? Uh, you've got to... And, you and know, we, we love her. We'd love to keep her around. Well, she's good. Sweet woman. Good. I'm glad you're not going to kill her. But you, you've, you know, the she, she's going to have to... You're going to have to work around some problems. You know, the older your clients are, the the better you have to get at figuring out how to work around problems. Because there's going to be problems. And, uh, but this requires a, um, a little bit more investigation, I think. And, uh, you know, you, you, that's first thing she needs to do is just uh, see if she can find a chiropractor that'll stand her up in front of an x-ray machine and do a standing normal anatomical position, plain film x-ray. And and see what yeah we can see we, how we she have stand it you know and then let's okay. talk about it after that sounds good okay well I'll, we'll get an X ray have her press against the rack and see what it looks like all right man thanks guys see you later later all right that's it that's it that's it for today that's it for today well all right. <laughs> okay, that's it. I wasn't sufficiently entertained by today's question. Oh shit, I was. 
You were? You, you thought they were entertaining? Oh, man. I like the hard ones, the ones that are kind of difficult. Oh, I do too, you know. I like when the skinny kids call in. Yeah, skinny kids call in and talking to us about his calf raises. Very confidently talking about. About his calf raises and some unintelligible phrase he's uttering about. The problem is is the the stuff he's talking about is the stuff that they think, and it's kind of our job to set them straight and they're not going to understand 100 but no no they're not going to understand but but we're reading the science yeah but but we still have to the science take the effort to explain this shit to them hey evidence shows evidence shows anything that comes after that is evidence shows completely studies show completely that's the better one studies show Studies can show anything because studies are done wrong all the fucking time. You know, but you have to have enough experience with published research like that to know when you're reading a bullshit study. And, you know, freshmen in college don't know. And they, they don't have any way to sort through it. And they hadn't made enough mistakes by listening to the wrong shit. Right. The most important thing you can remember if you're looking at the studies are that if the studies do not proceed from the phenomenology, in other words, what actually happens, then the studies are wrong. This is math, okay? But boy, that's gotten that's gotten obfuscated recently, hasn't it? Well, all right. That's it for this week's fascinating call in Q and A. Uh, and you make your plans right now to join us probably next month on the next call in Q and A here at Starting Strength Radio. We'll see you next week. Bye.